and they charge $17 for a 10 pound bag. And so that equals out to $1.70 a pound, which is 24 times what the Quickcrete is. And I want you to keep in mind something while we're talking about all this. It's fucking sand. And you're charging $1.70 a pound. So people who tell you that this language or that op- uh, application is a commodity and you can't make money doing it are just limited in their thinking. There's a lot of developers who have a lot of opinions about what you need to do this coding thing for a living and be good at it. But I often find that their opinions tend to be better for them than they are for you. And that's part of the reason why I created this podcast to cut through the crap and give it to you straight. And you won't always like me. You won't always agree with me, but I will tell you the truth. I'm John Morris, and welcome to The John Morris Show. Now let's quit the yakking and get to it. Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode of the John Morris Show. So like I said, this one, we're going to get into our WordPress sites, a worthless commodity, really anything, uh, any sort of web development that someone might tell you is a, a worthless commodity, uh, this this would apply to. But again, specific the video that he, he was talking about, he was talking about uh, plug and play WordPress sites. So I want to dive into that a little bit. Before I do that, just to, to give you a, a sort of rundown of what's going to be coming up this week. So I'm doing this video today. I actually put out, if and if you're listening to this on the audio version, you can go to uh, youtube.com slash John Morris video. Or if you're on YouTube, you're already pretty much there. Just go to my channel and click on the community tab. And there I've started doing polls about the different topics I'm going to do for the week. So if you want to get in on helping... Uh, you know, form the direction of the episodes and some of the titles and, and the content that I'm putting out. Again, youtube.com slash John Morris video, then com- click on the community uh, link. I'm running a number of polls there and just chatting and, and, and so forth. So, but here's what I've got coming up on the docket for this week. So I'm doing this video today and then I'm going to be doing object-oriented programming class property object method, which is kind of an object-oriented programming primer that I'm going to do here on the channel. I'll be doing that tomorrow. Wednesday is how to create cryptographically secure tokens in PHP. This was the most, when I did the poll, that that was the most uh, voted topic on there as of this recording. So I'm going to be doing that on Wednesday. Thursday, I'll be doing value theory, how to systematically persuade clients to hire you. And then Friday, I had another topic on here uh, related to some technical stuff with WordPress, but not a ton of votes on that. So I'm not going to be doing that one. I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something. So Friday will be a little bit of a surprise. Maybe it'll maybe we'll start doing a Friday listener question. So let me know. I'll, I'll put a poll up over by the time this recording is up over on, again, John Moore, YouTube.com slash John Moore's video on the community tab. Do you want me to do Fridays as listener questions where I just go through a, a, a series of questions that, that you ask me? And if so, vote yes, and then also leave your question. All right. So again, this is uh, in response to 
a video that was done by Clever Programmer. I'll link to the video on the show notes page. Uh, the show notes page for this episode will be johnmorrisshow.com slash 238, I believe. Let me let me double check that real quick. Yeah. johnmorrisshow.com slash 238. And so I wanted to talk about this idea of a commodity trap. And actually, before I do that, if you don't know, I just released uh, my a new course. It's how to create a login form. It's a PHP session-based login form with a remember me feature, a lost password feature. This is actually where the cryptographically secure tokens come from because when you're working with remember me functionality and password reset, that's really, really important. And a lot of tutorials out there just don't cover it. Matter of fact, just to be frank here, if you go to the one login script tutorial I have on this channel, that I created a, a while back, it doesn't talk about that stuff either. Granted, in my defense, I recorded that about 10 years ago, but uh, a lot of tutorials don't cover it, and so I created a whole course on it. Anyway, you can go to johnmorrisonline.com slash login script, and you can learn more uh, about that course and get access to it. And if you use the coupon code JMO, then you will get an extra 20% off that. But again, this this whole idea of a, a commodity trap. So what is what do we mean when we say, hey, is XYZ a, a worthless commodity? Why is worthless tend to be associated with commodity? So this is the definition from Investopedia, and most of the definitions are, are similar to this. And so it goes like this. A commodity is a basic good used in com- commerce that is interchangeable with other commodities of the same type. Commodities are most often used as inputs in the production of other goods or services. The quality of a given commodity may differ slightly, but is essentially uh, uniform across producers. And there's a number of uh, sources for all of this. There's a there's an article that I was reading through about uh, content as a commodity trap. And there's uh, a number of those. Again, I'll put all those sources, johnmoreshow.com slash 238. But the idea of something becoming a commodity is that it's, it's fungible, that it's this, that everybody that you could buy it from produces it at the generally the same quality or the same level. And there's really no, there's not a ton of differentiation and when that happens, what tends to happen to the price is the price gets driven down low. Okay. And so like sand is a perfect example. Sand is the, I'm going to talk about sand here in just a second. That's why I'm bringing this up. But I mean, there's not a, when you think about sand, I can buy sand from you know, Home Depot. I can buy sand from Walmart. I can buy sand from a number, a hundred different places. And I'm generally going to get the same sort of sand. There's not a ton of difference there, at least when you initially think about it. And so this idea of any sort of web design thing, but let's just say WordPress plug and play sites becoming a commodity is this idea that anybody can do it. Anybody can do it at a certain sort of uh, quality level. And so if you're getting, if you as the web developer are trying to get into this to make money, to set yourself apart, then doing that sort of thing isn't going to to allow you to do that. And you're going to be trapped in a game where you're basically a race to the bottom because so many people can do it because it's so easy. You're going to be competing with a lot more people. And ultimately with commodity type products, you end up just competing on price because you can't differentiate. You think you can't differentiate quality wise. So like I said in the beginning, 
this is actually uh this is this is someone who is i think limiting their thinking so the there's a couple things that you can ask people when they say this sort of thing whether they use commodity or not for, so for example ask them if they can first off define commodity without looking it up just do they generally know what that term means second do they understand the idea of service delivery and can they explain uh, the four different parts of four key components of service delivery, or do they know anything with uh, about market segmentation? And can they explain that idea to you? And can they do all of this without having to go look it up? They can just tell it to you right off the bat. No Google necessary because anybody can go Google these definitions. But if they're making a point to you and they don't know what any of this stuff is, what I would suggest to you is that they haven't really thought about the big bigger picture right? they have a they want to make a really narrow point about something and they probably don't like wordpress or they do something different and they're trying to convince you of that but again it, it, it's a sign that they don't really have the bigger picture uh in mind so with that said it's possible for anything to co become a commodity like that Be especially in web development because everything advances so quickly that what was the new hot thing this month will be completely expected. <laughs> I mean, feature creep happens so fast. And so if you're in this mindset of that, you have to constantly be doing the new latest and greatest thing, you're going to be on a, a, <laughs> one of the a hamster wheel because you're just going to be constantly trying to keep up with everything. And what I want to tell you is you don't have to, it doesn't have to be that way. And so there's some things that you can do to deal with things becoming a commodity. So uh, the first thing is you can actually play the game and just be really good at it. And so this is this idea of efficiency. So you can become the most efficient commodity provider. Now, that's going to be a situation where you have low margins and high volume. So you're not going to get paid as well. It is going to be competing on price. You won't make as much money per project but you become so efficient at it that you can still squeeze out some profits on it and you just you rely on volume in order to to make your money. And all sorts of markets do this. I mean, there's people that make billions selling freaking 10 cent pencils or 5 cent pencils. There's people who make money selling freaking sand. So that sort of thing can be done and there's ways that you can automate and help yourself out in web development to do that as well if you want to play that game. Plenty of people do that. A lot of agencies that you see on freelance sites, that's what they're doing. Um, and so you could play that game. It's not something that I personally would, would get into, but it is, it is an option. The second thing is, is this idea of service delivery. And, and really, this is about not being the commodity not let, allowing yourself to become become that and you do that by by delivering a high level of service and integrating really high highly perceived value add-ons to to what you're doing and so I, I when we get to the end of this I'm going to talk a little bit about how to do all this sort of thing but the idea here is that you are you are not playing the game you're going you're gonna to rely, yes, you're delivering something that's similar to what everybody else does, but you're delivering it in a way that nobody else does. And you also have really high quality, high perceived value add-ons that you're integrating into it. And so you're giving a total package. And so you're sort of changing uh, what you're offering there. And we'll talk about how to do that in a second.
And then finally, you have market segmentation. So for every niche, no matter how commoditized or, or not, there are going to be segments of that market that will always want premium quality, are willing to pay a higher price, they want higher level of service, all that sort of thing. And so there's always high-end providers. If you think about cars, I mean, cars is something that they're literally mass-produced. If, if anything has <laughs> become somewhat of a commodity, it's a car, and you can get really cheap, low-quality, so to speak, cars, and, and a lot of those cars are interchangeable, but there's still always the Rolls-Royce and the BMW and those sorts of cars. So there's always space for high-end providers in any market. You just have to understand how to segment. So as I said there uh, earlier, I wanted to use this example of sand because I think this really drives the point home. So if you, and you can go online and look all this stuff up. So there, there is kind of the standard, what you would think of when you get sand made by Quickcrete. It's all purpose sand and you can get a 50 pound bag of it for $3.74, so about $0.07 cents a pound. So, again, that's very much fits into this idea of a commodity, 50 pounds, $0.07 cents a pound. You're not, they're, the way they're making their money is, you know, they're, they're able to produce it for $0.03 cents a pound, and so they're making $0.04 cents a pound per bag, or maybe it's $0.01 cent a pound per bag, and they're just selling a crap ton of it. So that's how they make their money. However, again, you can Google and look this up. There's a company called Santastic that creates play sand for like little, uh, <laughs> the little sand areas like the back of a house or a park or whatever. And they sell a 25-pound bag for $23.20. So that's uh, $0.93 cents a pound. That's 13 times what Quickcrete sells it for. So they they are moving towards the higher end of the scale and providing a, a higher quality sand and they're charging more for it. So again, if you if if you're making money at seven cents a pound, you're probably making a hell of a lot more money at ninety-three cents a pound, especially if you can convince people uh to buy the stuff. And if you go and look at it, it actually is this really it's not the industrial sand. It's this really white, like beachy sort of sand. It really does look pretty good. But then there's another one. There's Peterson Real Fire Select White Sand. And they charge $17 for a 10-pound bag. And so that equals out to $1.70 a pound, which is 24 times what the Quickcrete is. So again, really high-end uh, premium provider of sand. And I want you to keep in mind something while we're talking about all this. It's fucking sand. And you're charging $1.70 a pound. So people who tell you that this language or that op, uh, application is a commodity and you can't make money doing it are just limited in their thinking. They're not actually thinking it through, don't have an understanding of uh, the full market and how markets work. And they're honestly, I think, focusing too much on themselves and not enough on the end user. Because at the end of the day, most end users don't really give a shit how the thing is built. They don't care if you wor use WordPress or not. The only the only time they care, reason they care, is because they've been told by somebody else that they're supposed to care. If they hadn't didn't have all that stuff filled into their head, 
at the end of the day, when they when they said, hey, can you build me a website? And they hadn't had all these people tell them, well, you should do this and you should do that. And you should do this. They wouldn't give a shit. They just would want, I want the website to look how I want it to look. I want it to work how I want it to work. Use WordPress. Don't use WordPress. Use PHP. Dirty, dirty PHP. Use something else. I don't give a shit. Just make it look and do what I want it to do. Most people... At the end of the day, when you get to the bottom line, that's all they really give a shit about. So, again, people who tell you that that this is a worthless commodity or that is worthless commodity just don't have a, a great understanding of how markets work and, and, and all of the nuance that's there. And the fact that there are, even in fucking sand, there are premium providers of sand. It's sand. Like, if there's premium providers of sand, there can be premium providers of WordPress sites. So I say all that to say this, do what you want. Don't get too caught up in this stuff. Just understand how markets work. Understand that if you're going to play the efficiency game, you got to play the efficiency game. I don't recommend it, but if you want to go that route, go that route. If not, you need to do something else. You need to adjust. And every market on the planet has to do this. You're not, we're not unique. We may be unique in the fact that technology advances faster than a lot of other industries, but we're not unique in the sense that that every market deals with this sort of stuff. So with that said, I want to give you, I want to walk through these three options. I want to explain to you kind of how to do each one and the things that you need to pay attention to so you can make a decision on which route you want to go. All right, so when it comes to playing the efficiency game, what you need to do is get really good at cranking out that cookie cutter thing. It absolutely will be a cookie cutter thing. And you need to go into it knowing you're going to be creating cookie cutter things. And that for a portion of the market that you're in, they're not going to give a shit. They won't care. They just they want the cookie cutter thing. A lot of them will come to you and say, I want my site to look like that site. And then you'll make that site and somebody else will come to you and say, I want my site to look like that last site you did. Well, it's the same fucking site. So understand it's going to be cookie cutter. You have to be okay with that inside of you. And people will tell you, oh, you're not a developer if you do whatever. <laughs> I don't get caught up in all that stuff. So in this scenario, you, you need to be the seven cent sand that can produce it for three cents. And then just sell a crap ton of it. Now, you will probably have to hire people if you're going to go this route. You probably will not be able to do enough volume to make money doing this. Depends what, how cookie cutter you go and what your margins exactly are. But most likely, you're probably going to have to hire people. And this is probably for you if you are more the gearhead type person who loves process and who loves efficiency and would like to don't necessarily get real excited about working with clients and you're not really necessarily this person who's super passionate about being artistic if you're just someone who's thinks really linearly logically process efficiency then this could be a good route for you to go because you will be able to take that approach to the processes you set up for this business and you'll probably be really good at getting efficient so think that through the second option, like I said, you can be the high-end service provider. So this is rolling out the red carpet for the client. You're going to overwhelm them with the customer experience. And uh, so for this, for whatever service you provide, think through 
the the entire customer experience and how you can make that just just blow them away. How you communicate, how you deliver, how fast, all those sorts of things. Think that through, and you just want to blow them away. And then think through what add-on services can you add to the core product to create a complete package. So, for example, maybe you are building a cookie cutter WordPress site or a plug-and-play WordPress site, but you. A, are delivering exceptional customer service while doing it, but also you're adding on SEO services, you're adding on digital marketing, you're adding on social media management, you're adding on reputation management, you're doing the email marketing. You're creating a complete package for a particular set of people, or maybe it's e-commerce and you know, you're going to help them with all of the integration with, say, Facebook and the shopping stuff and the Google products catalogs and all that sort of thing, and you're going to deliver a complete package. That takes it from being a cookie cutter, say WooCommerce, WordPress website, or Shopify, or whatever, to now a full, full service sort of package where you're you're doing everything for them. That has value. People will want to do that. People will pay money for you to do that for them. So again, think about how you can be the Rolls Royce or the BMW in this area. The third approach, then, like I said, is to be. Is, is really market segmentation. And the idea here is to be an artist. So be the person who provides sort of unique custom solutions to what are often obscure problems. The way to think about this is if you think, uh, if you know anything about kind of the art, uh, the, the industry of art, my dad's a painter, so I know a little bit about this. But you, you often have several different sort of products. So a, a lot of times what artists will do one of the things they'll do is they'll get, my dad had this happen. He had uh, uh, a, a, a card company, the 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 gift cards, the, <laughs> the Christmas cards and stuff. I can't think of the name for some reason right now. But he had a card company contact him and wanted to use some of his paintings to put on their cards. Now, they're not going to pay as much. You know, they're, they're, they're trying to, they have profit margins and they're not charging a ton per card. But I, I think they offered him a couple thousand dollars for the rights to be able to reproduce his painting, a uh, couple paintings, I think, on these these cards. So that's one of the things that he could do. A lot of artists also sell prints of their 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 paintings. So you don't get the actual painting, but you get a little print, and it's maybe $100 or $150 for the print. And then if you want the the actual painting itself, then you might pay a couple thousand for the painting. And then also they offer the service of you telling them what you want them to paint and they'll create a custom painting or portrait or, or whatever. And those are often five, 10, $15,000 or more, right? That's the high end sort of this stuff. So this sort of thing exists in our space too, really high end custom sort of sites, things that you can't get from a cookie cut cutter WordPress site, a thing that WooCommerce won't do, or, or Shopify or whatever, and they literally can't find anybody else to do it, but yet you can do it. You know how to do that for them. So again, if you want to go this route, then they're hiring you because no one else can give them that solution. In this case, you're going to have a lot less work. It's going to be a lot more intense and complicated work. You're going to be on the usually on the cutting edge of figuring out the new technology and as such, you should charge a shit ton for it because it, it's not something they can get anywhere else. You're going to be in really high demand, and so you should get paid for it. 
So this is probably you if you're someone who dreams of creating the next big thing, who's really into, I want to be on the latest cutting edge of, of stuff and, and I want to create the next Facebook or whatever. Now, here's a tip for you with this particular, if you're in this particular category. Don't focus on what you want to build. This is one of the things that I did early on in my career that a mistake I made is I, I tried to focus so hard on trying to come up with the next big thing that I would I was focusing on what I wanted to build and not on what people actually needed. And so you want to focus on the weirdest, most difficult problems that nobody else wants to tackle, that there's like three people in the world that are trying to figure figure out and are thinking about this sort of problem. And that's the kind of shit that you want to uh, attack and use your creative creativity to solve that sort of stuff. Because when you solve it and you develop those solutions, there's a really, really good chance that either you're going to be able to do it as a service for people and charge a crap ton for it, or you'll be able to turn it into some sort of product like a Facebook or a Google or whatever and create a you know multi-billion dollar business out of it. So uh, again, focus on people's problems, not on trying to think up something for you to create. And, and focus on the weirdest, most obscure problems. All right. So again, that's a ton of stuff. That's all kind of my thoughts on this whole idea of of, of WordPress and, and anything really becoming a commodity and how you can deal with it. And again, for those people out there who will tell you this sort of stuff, whenever they ask you, whenever they tell you that, make sure and ask them, what is service delivery? What is market segment to be? segmentation define commodity for me and do it without having to go to google and look all this stuff what are the four critical components of service delivery etc ask them if they know anything about sand grill them on it so that it's not you know you don't just accept what they say because they may have a very very limited view of the market as a whole and i just want to throw out there i'm not i know this is probably too late because it sounds like it i'm not trying to rag on on clever program or anything like that i just a lot of people say that sort of thing and i I get the impression when i listen to what they say there's not a good sense of exactly how markets work and all the different nuance there is there so all right with that said that'll do it for this episode uh appreciate you watching if you like the episode be sure to hit the like button if you want to get all the past episodes all the subscribe links and so forth you can head on over to johnmorrisshow.com itunes android rss all that stuff uh is over there uh, as well and i'd appreciate if you'd rate and the review the podcast over there just click on the start uh here link again that's johnmorrisshow.com click on the start here link and it'll walk you through the steps to rate and review the podcast and i will give you module one of my php 101 course for doing that all right that'll do it for this episode thanks for listening we'll talk to you next time